Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on, everyone? And welcome along to an almost a new home, a triple uh, double home if you're a basketball fan. We are here with the Super Rugby Preview Show. We're not just on my channel anymore. We've expanded, we've exploded into the realms of New Zealand Sport Radio as well. So if you're joining us from there, hello, welcome, and um, make sure to leave us a comment and let us know where you're coming from. And of course, your thoughts on what we are going to be talking about this um, for this weekend, which is, of course, the Super Rugby round from Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Aotearoa. We have, of course, our four matches coming up, and we're going to be having a look at those games, what we think is going to happen, who we think is going to win, um, and, of course, we'll be talking about those and the starting lineups, which we have pretty much all of them set up for as well. But, of course, I won't be doing it alone. As per every week, we bring on our special guests, and it's a, a big, warm welcome from over the ditch, Shane, welcome to our new kind of home. How are you going? Good, Steve. How are you? It's uh, good to be um, here on a Thursday afternoon. Good to see you wearing your All Blacks jumper, and I'm wearing my Wallabies cap. It's Team oh. Anzac. Um, and uh, it's, uh, oh, mate, how good's the rugby been? It's been outstanding, hasn't it? It's been, I mean, especially your side, I think. Uh, especially uh, last weekend, the Reds and the Brumbies was an exceptional game. Um, first half, I thought was okay, a little bit, yeah. But the second half, she certainly exploded into action. So yeah, it's, it's racing up, and that was what we talked about last week, wasn't it? When we uh, were here at about this time, it's around about five o'clock. We always go live about five o'clock on a Thursday evening here in New Zealand time, or uh, if you wish, Shane, it's about three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Look at me in time zones. And if you're over in Perth, it'll be about two o'clock. And if you're on the other side of the world where you can work that out for yourself, Google is your best friend. But we're here every time, uh, every time, this uh, every week this time uh, to talk about it. Yeah, rugby is going great. This week, though, Shane, we've got four games um, coming to you, but there's no action from the Brumbies, so they've got to cry over that loss uh, to the Reds, their first home loss, and you'll know how long. It's been absolutely forever. And, of course, the Highlanders, who... Before we kick things off, and because I'm very patriotic to my own local side here, I don't know if you've seen the news this week, Shane, or today, Shane, just recently, um, this afternoon, but 
for New Zealand rugby, or I guess for the Highlanders especially, Falau Fakatava re-signing with the Highlanders, ending all this speculation that he's going to go to the Blues and he's going to go here and there and everywhere. He stayed true to the Highlanders, which you've got to give him some respect for. He's staying with Aaron Smith, the combination of the two of them. Great for the Highlanders. They're on the bye this week, so we don't get another chance to talk about these boys. But um, good for the team, isn't it, to see a player like Fakatava staying with the Highlanders. You know, I love hearing the stories about people sticking with their mates and staying at the same team. Um, it's really, and it, it just shows that he's confident with the combinations he's gotten and he gets to work with a, a world-class player like Smith. So good on you, mate, for staying staying where you are. A bit of loyalty never hurts, and I know, because um, people like me love, love loyalty, work for the same company, love it, um, live it. And, and and that sort of thing, it, it happens everywhere, doesn't it? I mean, you, you see it with people like Cameron Smith. Now, I'm not a Melbourne Storm fan in the NRL, but he, he stuck around for God almighty years. And um, <laughs> look at the success he had there. Yeah. So good on you, young fella. Stay with your mates. And hopefully you can replicate that success that other long-standing stalwarts have, which means plenty of titles for the Highlanders in the future as well. But hey, let's get on to this week's action. Of course, four games. It kicks off over your side of things, Shane, where the Rebels tomorrow night are in action at home against the Waratahs. Then we come over this side Saturday night, the Hurricanes hosting the Chiefs. Back over your side, the Reds take on the Force. And then on Sunday, I think the game that everyone's going to be most looking forward to seeing is the Blues at home taking on those Crusaders. That is, well, that's game of the round, isn't it, when you look at it nice and early like this. So we'll get to that one last. Unfortunately, being a Sunday game, as good as everyone loves afternoon rugby and all that sort of jazz, we don't get the teams until very, very late on. and we So we can't get to really dissect it. The other uh, three games, whoever, we do have all the teams for. So we're going to go straight into those. Game number one. Now, we've really, we've we've upped the tempo here, Shane. We're into you know, a, a new little platform. We're going to all sorts of new viewers. And look at this. Whoa, we've got some new little graphics as well. You know, you don't come onto my channel and, and come onto these videos where I talk way too long to everyone and don't see some pretty little graphics around to see what is going on. There you go. It is the Rebels. I'm on the Rebels side here, Shane. You're on the Waratahs side, that side. So that's a bit unfortunate for you. Uh, but a week off for those Waratahs. They'll be coming into the Rebels. Well, I guess two teams in very different places, aren't they? The Waratahs, how, how can they find some victories? How can they find some wins, some forms, uh, some form, I should say, and get, get themselves with well, their season on track? They've lost to the force. Everything's just gone wrong for them, hasn't it? And it only got worse after that loss to the force because they started having emergency board meetings to discuss the future yes. of their coach, Rob Penning. Um, look, it's, it's clearly a rebuilding year and they've clearly got, a, in my opinion, the right bloke who should be given the chance to see out the year, to see what he can do with these young blokes. Um, it is going to be frustrating for Waratah's fans such as life for Waratahs fans, <laughs> um, other than 14 and 15 where they had that uh, that great run where they won the Super Rugby um, final in 14 and, and very nearly were playing in the final again the next year. So uh, other than that, yeah, look, it's a, it's, it's a, 
it's a confidence thing every every week now they've just got to play and, and build up their confidence and build up their level of, of steam and and you know um the rebels is a and and going to melbourne where you'll have a fired up crowd because they haven't had public assemblies for over a year at sports um you know that's going to be an interesting test for them as well you're not wrong about that uh the first time that uh, the Rebels have been at home at Amy Park since their 20-point victory it was over the Lions on March the 7th, 2020. That is, like you say, over a year ago since the Rebels have been home, as they would call it. So this is a, a monumental occasion for this team to come back in front of their own local fans. Their team for this weekend has undergone just the one change, if I'm not mistaken, looking through it. And um, they'll be, I think, fairly comfortable with how their team is performing as well. We'll look through the starting lines for these two sides uh, before we crack too much on with the teams. Uh, for, for the Rebels, front row, Cobus uh, Elof, who I think is, we talk about him every week, haven't we? Elof, he's been just yeah. phenomenal. He partners James Hansen and Pomo Farmer Seeley in that front row. Steve Cummins comes in. He's the change in the second row with Trevor Hosea at five. Uh, Josh Kimeney, Richard Hardwick, and Michael Wells are the back row. Joey Powell and Matt Tamua, key cogs again, as we always say, at nine and ten. In the midfield, Reese Hodge and Stacey Illy at 13. The le left wing, Marika Collarbetti, right side, uh, Lachlan Anderson, and Tom Pincus at fullback for the Rebels. On the Waratahs side of thing, I'm pretty sure they've just got the one change as well. Um, for their side, uh, which that's in the starting lineup as well. A lot of um, changes on the bench, but um, just the one star change in the starting lineup sees Harry Johnson Holmes, I'm pretty sure, coming into that starting lineup. He starts the number one jumper uh, with David Porecki at hooker and Tetra Faulkner wearing number three. Hugh Sinclair and Sam Kidd wear four and five. Uh, Lockie Swinton, Carlo Tizano, impressive again, another impressive Australian. At seven, and Jack Dempsey wearing number eight. Jack Grant is scrum half. Will Harrison at fly half. The midfield, Tepo Moroa and Alex Newsom captaining the team from 13. James Ram on the left wing. Jack Maddox on the right. And Mark Nawanganitsawazi at fullback. They've kept those two uh, in the same place, haven't they, Shane, uh, for the Waratahs? Last time they played, we talked a little bit about it. Why swap Maddox and Nawanganitsawazi around? It didn't quite make much sense to me. Uh, but they're stuck with that. Obviously, something they've seen there that uh, has, well, piqued the attention there of the Waratahs coaching staff to keep those two guys like that. Yeah, and I think you can afford to experiment a little bit because they know that this season's down the drain. Um, <laughs> but, uh, look, I think they're going for a little bit of speed with Maddox on the wing. I can probably only see that probably logic from... Um, and, and Maddox did play a little bit on, on the wing for the Rebels as well. Um he sort of stuck with the rebels, actually. Hindsight, that decision. Um, <laughs> you know, in, but he's a good player um, when he's when he when when he's given the ball and the opportunity. Um, so he's, he's obviously sticking with a lot of the same crew. Um, gee, Tizano's been impressive, hasn't he? I mean, he's he's really stepped up at seven. He gets through, you know, the tackles. He gets through the pilfers. He gets through the works at the breakdown. He, you know, gets up and has a has a run or two. I like him. He's got a lot of work ethic. Swinton is like a karaoke night. Big hits. Um, and he delivers with that. Um, Jack Dempsey 
is like a bull out of a gate um, with the way he runs. So, you know, and Will Harrison just keeps impressing with his effort at 10. And I really think he reminds me in a good way. Um, I know Bernard Foley could be patchy at times, but Bernard Foley really played his best rugby when there was derby games. Um, and Will Harrison's proven that over the last year and a half too with, with the way he's played in derby. So um, there's a lot to like about the Waratahs. It's just about what sort of consistency, what sort of results they can bring this year. Um, you know, if Super Rugby Trans-Tasman goes ahead, I wouldn't expect them to do so well against New Zealand side either. So they've just got to learn. They've just got to learn where this Rebel side um, plays a very physical forwards game. They've got some really good backs. Corabitti's on fire. Man, he's mm. playing some great rugby. Um, you know... Of Tamua's played really well at 10. We've had our doubts, haven't we, Steve? Whether he For should sure. be a 10 or 12. Um, but he's played really well. Joe Powell has, has fitted fit in well with the organization. They're missing Nazarani, they're missing Hayla Petty. If they have those two, they could turn out to be really um a lethal um lethal side if they can just keep up you know, with all the, the rest of the, the mob, which they seem to be close enough to doing for that playoff spot anyway. Before we go any too much further, we'd just like to say a big um, hello to everyone who is tuning in on the chat. Simon is there as well. Jacob tuning in, saying a good afternoon and a hello to you guys. And Nicholas is in there as well. Um, they're all, everyone's going up for the Highlanders. So look at this. We're already getting, look, look, the show only just started and we've gotten up the Highlanders uh, from Saxon there. So, you know, just brilliant. Keep, keep it in. The, the guys are on the buy, but everyone's jumping on in with the Highlanders as well, which is awesome uh, to see a little bit of uh, patriotic support there for our boys down here, even though they're not in the game. Um, but big question. And of course, along with your, your pick for this game, Shane, but uh, are the Rebels going to score some tries? This weekend, I mean, against the Waratahs, does it get much worse than that? Does it the way they've played this season? Surely we'll see Rebels grab a try or two, maybe. Well, they did last week. Um, I think they grabbed two actually. Um, and More. there was a it was two that counted, but yes, um, like a good song that you want to hear at a concert, shout out more. Um, as you mentioned, <laughs> um, you know. Just, uh, just on that, I think, I think it's that physical style of game, and they've got to start getting faster. If they can match physical and fast, just like the Crusaders, um, then then the tries will come if they're patient. Um, sometimes they don't. You know, patience is a great virtue, um, and and I know when you're standing in line, say at um, Fergburg, um <laughs> You're in Queenstown. You've got to wait a while to get get the double Ferg burger. So they've got to be like that. They've got to be a bit more patient. Oh, uh, yes, definitely. I think the big focus for the Rebels though, has been that defence, hasn't it? And it's it's held them pretty well with those opening few games where they've been close. Some may say, and you could hard hard to disagree. They should have won on those one of at least those opening couple of games, but. Uh, uh, Despite that, they still look pretty good, and I am picking the home team. The Rebels pick up the win uh, for the opening game of our weekend. I'm going by six points uh, for the Rebels. That's probably, you'd say, a little bit generous towards the Waratahs, but how about you, Shane? 
Uh, similar, mate. Seven for the Rebels. Oh, very similar. Right. We're both going with a home victory. Let's uh, crack on. Back over this side, we've got game number two, which is the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. I think they're the homeboys. I quite like this. It's more likely the home team's going to win. Um, that's what we like to see. So game number two, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, of course, here um, in New Zealand. We'll be in Wellington. Uh, Hurricanes and the Chiefs. Boy, uh, honestly, if I look at this game, I say, if the Chiefs are going to win this one, it's an upset, isn't it? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Um, having said that, both sides are very similar in the way they play. Uh, so the, other than perhaps the Chiefs run a little more at angles and the Hurricanes run a bit more narrow and straight. Um, look, at home in Wellington, I would hope that one of these sides gets a little bit more consistent than what they have been. Um and what better way to do it than it against another inconsistent side? So mm-hmm. that's uh, – but this is a derby. Steve, you know I love this derby. Um, it's my favourite New Zealand derby. I call it the Hawaii shirt derby because it's got oh, yes, cool vibes. <laughs> so I will be wearing my Hawaiian shirt on Saturday night um, after Chook Lotto and everything down at the bowling club and whatever's going on. I want to see all you guys on Twitter doing the same thing. You've got my Twitter handle, that schooler, mate. This is the Hawaiian shirt, Derby. Put on a Hawaiian shirt. Show us what you're barbecuing as well. But going to the game, Steve, um, look, I just want to see the Hurricanes play some expansive rugby that, that we know we can. And I want to see a bit more from Mackenzie. I reckon really... You got to make a decision in the next year or two about him. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, he's, he's he's wonderful to watch when he's good, but Jesus, patchy, and and that same same with the, you know some of that Hurricanes tight five in their back line too. So you you really had a toss up, like the state of Georgia. Hey, come on, political stuff. No, you're going way over my head there. No, not going into that at all. Uh, look, this is two teams that haven't won all season. It's going to be a first win for someone. And it's two teams, as we segue perfectly into the starting 15s for these sides, with an experience in that number 10 jumper. So let's have a look at the two teams for the Hurricanes. You'll get to that number 10 in just a second. Of course, injuries um, really wrecking havoc uh, with this Hurricanes lineup. So... For their team, front row, Xavier Numia starts at loose head. Ricky Riccatelli is at hooker and Tyra Lomax on the tight. James Blackwell and Isaiah Walker-Leareri. Yes, good to see that youngster uh, starting for the Canes this week as well. That's the second row. Reed Princeep at six. Dupesi Karifi starts at seven. And Adi Savia at eight. Here you go, Shane. Brace yourself for this one. Luke Campbell at scrum half and Auburn Ledger at fly half. Now process that one for a second as we go through the rest. And Nagani Lamapi is at 12, Billy Proctor at 13. The wingers, left side, Salisi Rayasi and Julian Salvi has moved to the right. Process that one in your mind for a second as well. Jordy Barrett is at fullback. For the Chiefs, front row, Aiden Ross, Samasoni Takiaho and Angus Tartabell get to start for the Chiefs. Uh, Tupuvai and Naitoa Akui are the second row partnership. Mitch Brown, Sam Kane and Luke Jacobson are 6, 7 and 8. 
Brad Weber, yep, they, they get the different advantage there. But Caleb Trask starting in 10 for the Chiefs. Quinta Pires at 12, Antonina Brown 13. Atini Nano Satura on the left wing. Jonah Lowe starts on the right-hand side. And Damian McKenzie at fullback. Boy, you, you kind of look at those key parts of those two sides, Shane, and you go, maybe, you know, the Chiefs have a bit of an advantage in a lot of these areas, don't they? Yeah. Oh, look, their forward pack is, uh, when it plays well, is as dominant as any forward back in Super Rugby on its day. Um, Weber can... You know, Weber's a great, great halfback. Um, as, as, as we've said, McKenzie's can play some great games. But we're just, yeah, so you can see advantages for the, the Chiefs and, and mm. where, uh, you know, you mentioned the two halves for the Hurricanes. Gee, whiz. Um, they're going to have to be delivering some ball to their inside and outside back, so they're going to be in trouble. Um, and, and maybe just looking at those lineups, it's where I'm going to have to say that I've only got a one in me once, and I'll <laughs> have the Chiefs by one. Oh, he's gone for it straight away. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at this game, like before you see, Chiefs have literally named their lineup about five or ten minutes before we started recording this. So I come on uh, to get the lineups all prepared, and I was like, oh, damn you, Chiefs. So we haven't got a team yet. The Hurricanes are a bit earlier. Um, then it just popped out, and I looked at it, and writing the picks beforehand, I was like, yep, Canes will win this one. Um, that's my pick, easy come, easy go. But then look at those two teams, especially, like I say, those key areas, the halves, um, the packs, I think, could go either which way. I think both sides have ability to be really good, like you say, but have that ability to go completely off the boil. The only real consistency you got, you know, you know you're going to get something epic from Artie Savia each and every time he goes out. He's going up against you know, Luke Jacobson, another guy who's fairly consistent for the Chiefs as well. So there's a lot that could swing this game. And I look at it, it's hard to go past the Hurricanes. Uh, what it, what they get from that back line is going to be so important. If they can get that equal share from the pack and they need something big from a Lamape, from a Proctor. Savia on the right wing. That was a bit weird. That's kind of the wing that they like to have their fullback come winger sort of slotting him back and forth. When you got Ryasi on the other side, you got two very similar and sort of style of players on both wings. You don't have that um, sort of, you know, your 15 winger in that side. Jordy Barrett's going to have a lot on him. Are they going to get something more out of a, a Proctor or are they going to rely on Ryasi to do that from the left wing instead? So, yeah, he's had a little bit of experience in the 15 jumper. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one actually goes between the two teams. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I kind of like the Chiefs team, but the way they've played over the last couple of games, or well, their only couple of games this season, they just don't seem to have that ability to play 80 minutes. And we saw it against the Highlanders, and we've seen it uh, last week against the Crusaders as well. Started off very, very well. Stormed down the blocks, in fact, against the Crusaders. And I saw that and was a 10-0 at one point. I was like, okay, uh, what's going on here? Someone, someone's broken the Crusaders. But it didn't go on like that, did it? Eventually, the Crusaders got up, the Highlanders got up, and just smoked them away at the end. Do the Hurricanes have that ability in them? We will find out. But I do think they are going to pip it. I'm going to go against you, but only because you never change your initial pick. So I'm going to stay with the Hurricanes, and I'm going to go the Canes to win it by just two points. I'm going very, very close, just like you as well. But I do think it's going to be a, a really, really interesting matchup 
for our uh, opening game of Super Rugby Aotearoa. Right, let's swing things over. Back to your side of the ditch. The Reds versus the Western Force. Now, boy, as a Reds fan, Shane, as a Reds fan, how good was last week? Oh, Shane's all, hang Dude. on. Swap Shane. There you go, Shane. Look, you're broken. I've fixed you. Come again. Um, Start that again. <laughs> connection briefly interluded, but we're back. Um, you're all good. The, how good was it? It was great. Um, and it just shows you that the Australian value and the Queensland value of sticking by your mates, as we talked about earlier, um, really paid off with a team that is just growing and growing in confidence. Um, and make no mistake, this, you know, if we get Super Rugby Trans Tasman, um, the Reds will go close to at least three or four of those New Zealand sides as well. Um, there's, there's just something that, you know, again, sticking by Brad Thorne, um, sticking by these players, this, the youth. Um, I sometimes think that um, Jordi Pattaya can do some, some odd things, but he can do some magical things. And, and the magic of him grounding that ball um, and, and the referee so confident in their decision too and was proven quite right. Um, those forwards are just, you know, Taniela Tupo is just amazing um, what he does at scrum time. And you can see why the Wallabies have him off the bench in the last 30 minutes or so in a game to make that big impact. Um, I think he played the full 80 and even booted the ball out and the touch at the end. Um, you know, uh, just just the small things. You know, Tate McDermott was someone that, you know, unheard of probably 24 months ago, just playing some really top-class rugby. Um, Hunter Pasami, you know, the development of him. And, yes, I got my wish. They both played in the centres, him and Pattaya, um, which I wanted to see. Jock Campbell, Angus Scott Young, Fraser McRae. Um, a lot of these players will be in the Wallaby side and finally wipe out that Waratah influence in, in that <laughs> Wallaby jumper. I'm proud now, but um, it was really good. And having said that, the Brumbies played really awesome rugby as well. So it was a, it was probably the best game of Super Rugby um, in in terms of an Australian derby that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was a quality match for sure, that one was. It was exciting. The, right to the end, and, and it's the sort of game that the Brummies normally win, isn't it? The sort of game that you just see that oh, more experienced, I guess, team find that little bit extra to get over the line. But this time the youth did it, and what a fantastic spectacle it was. It really, really was a great, great advertisement. Uh, especially for the Australian game. It's a shame we can't... Well, we will see that again uh, once more in the round robin. And then, uh, like you said last week, probably in the grand final as well. So let's have a look at these two teams. Uh, the Reds, they are up first there at home. And they're going against the Force. We'll talk about the Force more in a second. But the team uh, for the Reds in the front row, Dane Zander, Alex Murphy, and the man you spoke about, Taliana Tupo, start once again. Angus Blythe and Lucan Salakai Loto in the second row. Angus Scott Young and Fraser McWright, Join Harry Wilson in a very, very strong-looking back row. Tate McDermott, James O'Connor again in the halves with Hunter Paisami and Jordan Pattaya sticking together in the midfield. And it's the debutant for the guy who's got a very difficult name to say, but Isaiah Dryasi. 
Probably messed it up completely, but we'll go off it anyway. Uh, Salusi Vainavalu on the other wing and Jock Campbell at fullback uh, for the Reds. Moving over to the Western Force. They've got a win. They're happy. And they've made, a, a, I think, interesting and improving changes to their team for this weekend. So Tom Robinson, uh, Filiti Kaitu at hooker. Greg Holmes starting on the uh, tight side of the front row. Uh, Jeremy Thrush. And here he is. Siddeliki Tamani is back. You'll have more to say about that, Shane, I am sure. Uh, Fergus Lee Warner, Kane Koteka and Bernard Stander are the back row. Thomas Kubeli starts at nine with Jake McIntyre. The midfield, Henry Tefu and Tavita Kurandrani. This is what I kind of like. Richard Kahui, not the speediest man, but just being on the outside channels kind of suits his game a bit better. He starts at 11, Byron Ralston at 14. And Rob Carney is at fullback. And probably more noticeably as well for this force team is Tim Ancy is in 20 on the bench. Uh, an outstanding performer as well before he took that little injury. So uh, good team for the force. This is a tough matchup though. But do you think they've got the ability now a few weeks into this competition that they can actually stick it with the best teams in Super Rugby AU, in the Reds? This is a way trip though. It's got to be tough for them. Well, I noticed this. They're playing a very slow type of game, so they've got to be like a truck in the outback on freight. They've got to start shifting gears. Um, if they want to get some some tries and some results. Um, look, how good is it to see some Wallabies come back, um, back to Australia playing Super Rugby, and it's because of a man called Andrew Twiggy Forrest, who's part of the force organisation, who's opening up the checkbooks and bringing people home. And Isaac Rodder is um, is going to be uh, the next one that is, is signed on the dotted line, which he has, um, and we welcome him back to Australian rugby, but he's a red and a traitor. So um, <laughs> we... <laughs> but um, it's great to have him back home nonetheless, and we, we're great to see that... It's great to see the Western Force doing this, opening up the checkbook bringing Wallabies home and hopefully, you know, as this competition Super Rugby AU grows, it will be a premium competition depending on how the Wallabies go internationally as well. So, um, yeah, look, they've just got a. I think it's just a lack of finishing. Now, Jake McIntyre, when he left Australia as a red um, and came back as, as a force as well, uh, Force player as well, and did some time overseas. Just think he's a bit static. But just never, they haven't had a decent ten since Gitto. Um, and even then, the Force were known for grinding out results rather than just going and, and playing perhaps a natural attacking game, which they quite have with the backline they've got. So it's tries should be a focus. Um, playing attacking rugby is a focus. Because we all know this Reds back line has been very good over the last 18 months. Mm. They're not afraid to do it again. <laughs> they are a dangerous back line. Yeah, they will run. Uh, they'll want to have a go. They'll want to score some points. And you're right. It is a very, uh, yeah, very old sort of struggling. They're not going to just run you off the paddock, are they, with, with pace or extreme wonder it's brilliance um are they brian rolston a guy he can do something special but a lot of the others you know henry tifu is a guy who's gonna bulldoze you and run over you current the same kahui the same 
Rob Carney's going to do something smart. He, he's a clever player, but they don't have that massive X factor. But it's good to see, building on what you said about Tamani, it's guys who are current internationals or should be current internationals, like Rodder as well, guys that are still at their best. Uh, we've seen a lot of them, like the Kahui's of the world. And, and to be fair, Rob Carney as well, past their best, still quality, quality players, but they miss that top-level current player. They've got the names. Um, Jeremy Thrush, another one, well and truly past his best. Uh, still an okay player at this level, but definitely not got that sort of uh, next-level ability like the guy next to him this week will have. So it should be should be a test. I think a, a massive, massive test for this team uh, whether they can actually do anything against this red side. I'm going far and away. Reds should do this quite nicely. I've probably gone a bit conservative by saying Reds by 11, uh, but I just hope the force can play You know, a good hour, stay in this game. Um, score some points, build on what they've done over the opening few weeks, and uh, just do what the Rebels do and, and challenge these top sides. They go into this knowing that it's unlikely they're going to be able to pull off a victory. Hey, they should go into this believing they can win this game. Uh, but Reds, by far the strongest side. I'm going by 11. I'm uh, hoping for a bit, of a, a bit of a fight from the Force and then the Reds to just finish things off at the end nicely. How about yourself? I'm being a little more conservative. I'm saying Ooh. Reds by seven. I think this derby's always been, um, I call it the blue-collar derby. Um, you know, it's it's one for us workers who really um, enjoy that style of rugby. We're going to see two different ways of how to do things. Um, from the Reds, they play old-school Australian rugby, which I love, um, you know, and uh, we see from the force a grinding sort of rugby, which um, is a little boring. But uh, um, with their with their lineup, they can be very dangerous too. So we've always got to remember that. So um, yeah, I'm going to say Reds by seven. Um, I think, and I want to see a good game. Mm -hmm. That'll be the most important active for uh, most important uh, part for this game is the high quality and the force. They haven't given up the season. They've, they've been pretty stubborn. So I just hope they keep that up. Don't don't drop the heads of the Reds. Get a good start because um, they've not had the best start, the force, this competition so far. They've generally struggled to get into the games and had to fight their way back. But they have the ability to stay in this game and hopefully give the, the Reds a bit of a run for their money. Right, let's go on to our last game of the weekend. It's the game we don't have the team for, but it's probably... One of the highlights that everyone will be looking forward to. It is the Blues at home. Oh, those scummy Aucklanders. They are at home taking on the might of the Crusaders. And this is one of those games where it really divides this country. That's for sure, Shane. I don't know what, what sort of viewpoint you get it from over there in Australia. But here, you kind of like you're an Aucklander and you support the Blues in this game. Or you're from the rest of the country and you just want the Blues to lose. So you'll support anyone that goes up to Eden Park. Uh, when it's the Crusaders, you know that... The, well, are you back to back to back to back to back to back to 100 million titles to the name champions? You're feeling pretty confident they'll go into it and actually get this job done. But the Blues certainly, they are up there. And this is old school rivalry. We talk about rivalries a lot. This is old school. Auckland versus Canterbury. It's about as old as it gets. This one it just has to get you excited for the weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it's on a Sunday. It's afternoon rugby. Uh, old school rivalry, traditional form of rugby. Uh, what better way can you uh, ask for a barbecue um, <laughs> to, to to start the afternoon, get some good food in here, and watch some rugby? 
Um, now, I do have a viewpoint because my first two Kentucky tours were in New Zealand and I love the country. My first, um, my first view of New Zealand was in Auckland. Um, and my greatest um, memories of New Zealand were in the South Island. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. But, uh, I love all of New Zealand. <laughs> I love the Bay of Islands up north. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, it does bring the intensity. And I, I believe from um, days past when New Zealand had its own competition um, before Super Rugby, that this was intense, intense, intense. So, um, yeah, look, naturally I have an affiliation, um, any ABC, anyone but Crusaders. So, um, <laughs> you know, but um, they are a good team for a good reason. Um, and And the Blues are the ones that are coming up just like your Reds and your Brumbies in Australia. So, um, you know, it'll take 80 minutes plus more, given the Crusaders, um, to, to knock them off. Can they do it? It's probably their best chance. Um, they, they can't lose forever. But having said that, the Crusaders know that um, they want to keep their crown as well. You've got a fan of the barbecues in there, Shane. Look at that. Thumbs up for it. So there, there's one for the barbecue recipe this weekend. Uh, <laughs> make sure you get that out there. Uh, big thumbs up for that. Yeah. I mean, this is a game that was robbed of last season, wasn't it? Their final game. That didn't mean anything, ultimately, of Super Rugby LTL the first season. But that was the big chance for the Blues. Everyone thought that was the opportunity that the Blues could actually finally defeat the crew. Well, not finally. They've done it before. But actually, you know, get one up over those big boys. I remember... When I was a kid, I had a T-shirt. Going on with what you said about anyone but the Crusaders, I had a T-shirt, and you'll love it, being from Australia. It said, I support two teams, and everyone probably had this as our kid, New Zealand and anyone playing against Australia. That was the mentality of that one. It's kind of the same sort of feeling about this as well, uh, heading into it between these two sides. But um, yeah, it's hard to look past the Crusaders for this game, is it? The Blues have a chance to come name a very strong side. You doubt you'll see much change from what they have uh, that's not enforced for the last uh, few rounds of them, uh, much the same as the Crusaders as well. Two very, very finely working machines. How much of an impact, though, Shane, do you think that home advantage? Being at Eden Park, you're going to get a big crowd. I expect you should. Auckland, you know, they've had that many debacles with all the lockdowns and stuff like that there. Big chance for everyone to get out there and support their team. Is that going to be a massive factor for this one? Well, make sure it's a big public assembly booing those <laughs> blokes from <laughs> But um, you know, it's 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 yeah. Look, every time I talk up the blues, because um, you know, I, I do, you know, probably with with both the blues and and the hurricanes feel very strongly towards them um, as adopted sides, but. Um, Look, I can't go past the Crusaders, mate. Uh, mm. I really can't. Um, I think it'll be a lot closer than in previous years, though. I think we'll see how much the. it's a real big test of how far this blue side has come and how far they can go to challenging the top dog. 
And um, I'll say Crusaders by five. Jesus, you've you've absolutely copied my answer there on that one. I've gone exactly the same for margins. Yeah, Crusaders by five. I did think about this one for quite a while because it's hard. You know, a, a seven-point margin or more is kind of like you kind of feel like that's probably a bit too much in this game actually deserves. I think it's going to be close and tight. I do think the Crusaders are going to come away with it. I do that comment in there from Jacob. Uh, he feels like he would have lost, the Blues would have lost last year. He thinks this year will be different, he hopes. Uh, so we'll see what does happen there. And yes, another good comment um, coming in uh, from Ripen GT. Uh, Roger Tuovasa Sheik from the Warriors in the NRL will be a hit at the Blues next season. That is something I'm sure will be talked about a lot after this season is complete and going into the next one. I guess, like I say, this Blues team is kind of like the Reds, isn't it? It's the young, it's the up-and-comers. These guys have got years ahead of them if they can keep this core of this team together. They could be a real, real hit and adding a guy uh, like two of us a check, and there could be a massive, massive boost for that team as well. We've both agreed on that one. The only one we've gone separate on, well, what did we go separate on? None. Did, we, did you go the Chiefs or the Canes? It went the Chiefs by one. Oh, that was the one. That's right. The Chiefs and the Canes, the only one we disagreed on. Everything else we have agreed. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. But that is us. Our four games done. Uh, big fun. Shane, uh, enjoyed your company yet again. So a big thanks to you for coming on and uh, on the show and having your say. And a big thanks to everyone in the comments. We've had a whole heap of comments uh, today. We've tried to look through and go through. Fans of the barbecue in there, Shane. The Blues fans going through there as well. Highlanders fans um, even had a man, look at that, loving your quote about Frogburger. So everyone's in getting behind uh, Shane's good old comments as well. So that's a, a big thanks, everyone, for coming by. We'll see you again this time next week on the Thursday around about 5 p.m. New Zealand time. We will be here previewing another round of Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU. Until then, big thanks to Shane. Big thanks, everyone, for tuning in and watching. We will see you all next week. Until then, though, take care. 